everybody. This is Gina. And I'm Melissa, and this is Let's Be Great 1-5, a YMCA Rock River Valley podcast dedicated to all things healthy living. I think we have a great topic today, don't you? Yeah, I'm excited. We have Dr. Melissa Stenstrom from MD Skin Center here um, to talk about lifestyle and skincare with us. And this is part of a two-part series on skincare. So um, next week, we'll be talking about skin cancer and sun protection. So you're going to want to tune in for that as well. Yeah, yeah. Skincare is a subject we haven't really explored yet, and it's really important. So I think it's great that we've got a true medical expert, also named Melissa, here to help us learn <laughs> what we should and shouldn't be doing to talk or to take the best care of our skin. Yeah, yeah. And Dr. Stenstrom truly is an expert. Um, she's originally from the Kansas City area. Uh, Dr. Stenstrom is a board certified dermatologist. She graduated from the University of Missouri in Columbia with a degree in biological engineering and continued her studies at the School of Medicine in Columbia, graduating with honors. After she graduated, she completed her transitional year internship at St. Joseph Hospital in Milwaukee, followed by her residency in dermatology at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, Go Badger where she served as chief resident during her final year. After completing her dermatology training in Madison, she achieved board certification and moved to Rockford, and she's been practicing here ever since. Uh, Dr. Stenstrom enjoys serving the community by participating in several uh, free skin cancer screenings annually, and she also serves as an assistant clinical professor for the University of Illinois Rockford and takes great pleasure in mentoring young physicians and medical students interested in dermatology. Dr. Stenstrom is a member of the American Academy of Dermatology and the American Society for Dermatologic, I think I pronounced that right, surgeons. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Stenstrom. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited. We are too. Yeah, we're very excited to have you. So, well, let's kick, us off, kick this off. And we're all about healthy eating at the Y and the importance of you know, getting those vital nutrients through our proper diet. What are um, the nutrients necessary for healthy skin and how can we get them from the foods that we eat? Um, yeah, it's well recognized that certain nutrients are kind of essential for our skin health. So some of these would be vitamin A, vitamin C, and vitamin E. Um, and it's also suggested that these nutrients are actually best consumed as foods rather than supplements. Um, so when we talk about vitamin A, that is a vitamin that's really important for gene transcription and immune function in our skin. Um, and you can get that by eating about two thirds cups of carrots in a day. Um, and then vitamin C necessary for collagen production, which we are going to talk about a little bit later as well, some immune function, um, as well as it's a water soluble antioxidant. So that helps to kind of fend off all of the mutations that happen from sun damage and from pollution and, and those types of things. And you can get vitamin C through eating tomatoes, like one raw tomato a day can be really helpful for that one. And then vitamin E is a fat soluble skin antioxidant. So that can be obtained by eating uh, one half of an avocado a day. So you could just put together a salad with some carrots and a tomato and a little avocado and you're pretty good to go. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, right. And I would say too, uh, I feel like a lot of people think that they could eat more, right? And benefit more by getting that into their system, but that's not necessarily true, right? Yeah, not necessarily. Um, most of us are not necessarily deficient in these. So as long as you have enough, um, you know, if you're in the recommended dose, you're, you're good to go. All right. Um, I do want to ask about collagen, but before I do, I do have a question. Um, so these, these things are all things that I know I've seen that you can also get topically 
does it, is it okay? Does, do you get the same benefits if you apply them topically to your skin as you do if you ingest the actual food? <laughs> Uh, some of the cosmeceuticals can be really helpful as a topical agent as well. Vitamin C um, in particular is a good topical antioxidant and that's okay. been integrated into a lot of skincare products. Yeah. And then vitamin A, vitamin A is, is kind of uh, like retin, retin-A. So yeah. those okay. types of things, and that's really helpful for collagen production. So um, actually the answer is yes. Okay. Okay, great. Thank you. And then, um, you know, I'll just admit that we, we started talking about, you know, this, this idea about talking about skincare, and we were tossing the idea around and someone said, I really want to know about collagen, because we read about these collagen supplements. And I'm, I will admit, I, I started taking that not too long ago, just because I read that it's really good for your skin. And as you age, you lose collagen. And so here I am mixing it into my water <laughs> and drinking it every day. And is that helping me or am I just wasting my money? <laughs> well, the jury's still out. That's kind of the main, the main take home here. But so the hype is that skin aging is generally a process of collagen loss. And there's some inherent collagen loss just naturally occurring in all of us. But then that's accelerated by things like worsening with UV radiation and the pollution and poor diet and poor lifestyle habits. And so um, collagen supplements have really gained some popularity um, to purportedly improve skin aging by stimulating skin's own production of collagen. So the goal would be to improve elasticity and decrease fine lines and wrinkles. Um, so there's lots of studies on these collagen supplements and they have gained a lot of popularity. Um, mm -hmm. And most of the studies will claim some short-term improvement, like within 60 days, there seems to have um, a little bit of improvement in wrinkles, but likely those effects, uh, the short-term effects are related to some of the other ingredients that are in these supplements, for instance, hyaluronic acid, which can um, increase hydration. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, when your skin is hydrated, it looks a little less wrinkly. So mm -hmm. to stimulate really true cellular change and have your skin produce collagen, um, I think longer term studies are needed until any of those true claims can be made. Okay. Um, so we don't know yet, but knowing, okay. knowing that collagen is increasing with time, <laughs> there are other ways we can try to stimulate collagen production. So, um, uh, just proper skincare and exercising, um, ensuring adequate sleep, no, don't smoke, um, and drink in moderation. Those kinds of things, um, can be helpful at reducing your, your, uh, slow progression of collagen loss. Okay, great. I did. Oh, that's so sad to hear that the verdict's still out. Is that just ongoing studies? And I mean, yeah, ongoing studies to see, um, you know, I, I am often given products that have collagen in them and even without having to pay for them, I don't take them. So I'm not, I'm not a true believer yet. <laughs> I am a true believer in some other things like uh, routine everyday sunscreen use and Retin-A or certain types of retinoids at nighttime. Those things can really help to um, kind of keep the collagen that we have and maybe stimulate more with the retinols at nighttime. Okay. And then um, with the hyalur hyaluronic acid, um, I've seen that in serums and I've read that it's good to actually like leave a little water on your face after you wash it. Will it hold the, it will help hold, is that true? Does it hold the moisture in and plump it up a little bit? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a hydrator rather than a moisturizer. So it really retains a lot of water. It's a, a hydrophilic molecule that retains, um, you know, probably hundreds to thousands of times its weight in water. So putting a thin layer of a hyaluronic acid acid under a moisturizer or including it with your moisturizer will just give you that really hydrated dewy look. 
Okay. All right. That's good to know. I, I do have that. How, how do you know if you're getting a good one? I mean, there's so many, like, should it be a serum or should it be a cream or, or you know, how do you know that what you're buying isn't just filled with mineral oil or something? I don't know. There are so many. So yeah. um, I think if you're really dry, if you get a hyaluronic serum and then layer that with a moisturizer over it, that's probably the most hydrating. But if you're combination skin and, or even an oilier skin type, you could easily just find one, a moisturizer that has some hyaluronic acid in it. But yeah, with the thousands of products that are available, it's difficult to, to tease through all of them. Yeah, oh, it's for sure. It, it's okay. Yeah, I was going to say, so if, um, do you, I, I would imagine that you sell products then yourself out of your clinic. And so if anyone listening, anyone tuning in today, if they had any questions, are you accepting new patients? Yeah, absolutely. We're accepting new patients and, um, we have a boutique store in the front of our, um, okay. and all those things I've handpicked. So products that I truly believe in products that I think are quality products. We have, um, a line of sunscreens that I really like. So all of those products and we kind of tailor them to your skin type. So not everybody has the same type of skin. Some people are more acne prone. Some people are really dry. Mm -hmm. And so, um, having an our staff can kind of guide people through that process of figuring out what might be best for their skin type. And that's helpful too, because you could spend a lot of money on the wrong products. Yeah, for sure. It's overwhelming. There's so much, <laughs> if someone really was just like, I wash, I'm not saying this is me. I, I don't, I have tons of serums and all kinds of stuff that I try, but <laughs> if, if all you do right now is wash your face with soap and water and throw a little moisturizer on, would you, what would be like the, the don't skip things on your list morning and night, as far as routine daily, everyday skincare? Yeah. Um, morning for sure sunscreen. So there, there's actually some new studies that even visible light. So this past year during the pandemic, we've been in front of our computers a whole lot more. Um, and there's some studies that even just visible light can um, increase hyperpigmentation and discolorations in the skin. Oh, no. So I, I have a three minute commute to work and then I'm in the clinic all day long and I put a sunscreen 30 or higher on my skin every single day. Okay. Okay. Every day, wow. and, but driving it around, walking the dog, getting the mail, all of those things. If you can see the sun, it can see you too. So okay. protect your skin with a sunscreen is the most anti-aging thing you can do. Um, not to mention the preventative skin cancer effects. So mm -hmm. sunscreen is a no brainer. Um, and then in the evening after washing a retinol is my main recommendation. So some kind of a retinol product, there's some over the counter. There are some that we have here, which are dispensed by physicians, and then there's prescription strengths. And, and those are in increasing order of effectiveness, but also a little bit more irritating, the stronger that they get. So retinoids have a slight irritating quality at first. So usually after a retinoid, I recommend using a moisturizer. So at night, just wash retinol moisturizer. Um, okay. And the type of moisturizer that you choose would be dependent on your skin type. So. Okay. And then um, another question I'm asking my, per my very personal questions uh, <laughs> under eye. So I know that like there's special formulations just for under your eye, but I've read that that's just like a, a thicker, you know, like a thicker moisturizer, or is that, is that basically what it is? Or should we use something specific for under eye if we want to? Um, you can, and it is kind of, both of those statements are true. So most under eye creams are, um, they're, 
devoid of some of the irritating ingredients. So they tend to be a little bit more gentle. They tend to be a little thicker. That skin is really thin and crepey. And so the same type of uh, moisturizer that you put under your eyes, I often um, tell people to just take whatever's left on your finger and swipe it along your upper lip. Those two areas of skin are very similar and prone to those fine lines and wrinkles that, uh, that tend to accumulate there. I know what you're talking about. Okay. All right. Good to know. <laughs> one, one Another thing. question. Oh, go ahead. Well, what I, I wanted to talk about biotin just a little bit. So um, biotin, I get a lot of questions about, and it's really heavily marketed as like a beauty pill and claims to promote like hair, skin and nail growth. Um, even with really lack of evidence for that efficacy, um, true deficiency in biotin is extremely rare. So um, when people are wondering, you know, why their hair or their nails are getting thinner, that's just part of a normal process of aging. Um, and biotin supplementation, most of the biotin supplements can contain up to almost 650 times the recommended daily intake of biotin. So as we were wow. talking earlier about you know, more is not always better. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So the dangers and the reason why I think it's important to know recently, some of the lab immunoassays. So when you get your labs drawn, when you go to the hospital, uh, for instance, let's say someone's having chest pain and you go to the emergency room and you're, they're drawing all these labs. Some of those are biotin dependent immunoassays. So the way they run the labs depend on biotin and high levels of biotin can actually interfere with the results of those tests. So you can have mm -hmm. false elevated or falsely low um, tests, blood tests, if you're taking high levels of biotin. So because of the reasons that most people aren't biotin deficient anyway, and they potentially could cause some lab or some, some false lab abnormalities, hmm. I actually don't really recommend them for otherwise healthy people. Oh, wow. I did not know that. That's interesting. Is that, is yeah. that um, fat soluble with that? Because that would probably also be really hit your kidneys and or liver hard if your body doesn't need it and it's trying to get rid of it. Yeah, it can. Um, and there's not a lot of data that it's, that it's damaging to organs other than just this kind of um, interference with lab tests. Is mm. the, it's a relatively recent discovery. So, and not one that's been um, talked mm. about too much. Okay. Well, yeah. I a lot of people that. take biotin. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. think my daughter actually took biotin when she was trying to grow her hair. So yep. um, yeah, that's good to know. Take throw that yeah. away when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has been this has been super informal. Um, one other question I was thinking about when you were talking about under the eye and upper lip and how to, you know, what would be proper moisturizer for that. Um, you know, another trend too is this eye roller. Everyone grabs an eye roller for under the eye. You know, in the evening. Is that beneficial or is that just another gimmick <laughs> that we're all buying into? I think it feels nice. <laughs> and anything that's cold is going to reduce swelling. So having, you know, if you put it in the refrigerator and then you put your serum on there and roll it on, it feels nice and it transiently reduces a bit of swelling. But um, yeah, there's a, it's a billion dollar industry. All of these little rollers and skin pens and things that can have. Right. Yeah. I, I, I want to ask the same thing, but about like, I know that, you know, having the like micro needling done in, in a place where they're qualified to do it is, is can be really good for your skin and helps to get, you know, the moisturizer and things in, but they sell those little rollers that you can buy, you know, at Walgreens or TJ Maxx is where I've seen them. Um, is it safe to do that on your own at home? Well, it kind of depends. Um, first of all, it probably doesn't do a whole lot. It probably doesn't penetrate deep enough to make 
any true improvements. And then there's always the risk of bacteria. So our skin is a great barrier when it's intact. And so think of it as a, a brick wall, but once you make small holes in it, then it, it can allow the entry of, of bacteria and things. So those, when you have them at home and you're using them often and they're not um, sanitized like a microneedling would be in the office, yeah. then in some, some flare-ups of acne and different types of bacterial infections from that. So you do have to be kind of careful. Um, yeah. Okay, good to know. Yeah. That's thing I need to throw out when I get home. <laughs> I'll admit, I have one. I have one. <laughs> Gina, Gina's list is really long. She can't oh my gosh. Go <laughs> Your closet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, good, good information. Great stuff. Yeah, that's been great. Well, thank you, um, Dr. Sundstrom, for joining us today. And Gina, did you have anything else that you wanted to add? But I think this. We've covered a I don't lot. Think so. I'm anxious. We're, you know, just next week we'll be talking, we'll go a little further into skincare. We'll be talking about skin cancer specifically and sun protection and the importance of that. So I'm sure we'll talk more about what the, the best kinds of true SPFs we should be using and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. More, more things to add to our list, right. <laughs> to go home and throw away. <laughs> so, all right. Well, no problem. Thanks for joining us. And, and thanks to our listeners for tuning in today. If you're not yet a subscriber, um, please sh make sure that you subscribe so that, you're, so that you do not miss any of our episodes. And again, if there's something you'd love to hear um, from us, please let us know. You can always call us and reach out at 815-489-1261 and we'll be sure to follow up. So thanks so much everyone and have a great day. Thank you.